And thanks for staying with us here on the Joining Channel. This is the probe, and as I was indicating earlier, uh, we're looking at the economic and fiscal policy of government through the first half of the year. At least we'll officially be hearing from the finance minister tomorrow, but stakeholders have a sense of what might be happening to the Ghanaian economy even before we get the official details, because they play in the sector. And that's why I want to bring in Professor uh, Godfrey Brockman, who's uh, a professor of finance uh, at the University of Ghana, joining the conversation tonight. Thank you, Prof for spending some time with us. Dr. Uh, Joseph Obain is uh, the president of the Ghana Union uh, of Traders uh, Association. Thank you so much, you. Uh, Doc, for spending some time uh, also in studio. In fact, uh, spending some time with us on a Sunday evening means much to us. Uh, thanks for joining us. And then later on, we'll be joined by uh, some other guests who'll be spending time with us, uh, the likes of John Jinapo, who's ranking on the Mines and Energy Committee of Parliament. And we'll also hear from the Association of uh, Ghana Industries, AGI, key sector that we also need to look at. Uh, but let's get into the details, uh, at least knowing that the Finance Ministry has released that statement indicating, quote, that this will provide insight into government's economic and fiscal policy for the year 2023. But how has the year fared so far? Professor Bokpin, let me, let me start off with you because uh, you've been looking at the figures. So many controversies, even before we got the IMF bailout, and we have some level of respite, as many would say. But this will be the first time, at least, we'll hear from the finance minister after seeking that bailout. So, first of all, uh, reflecting on the first half of, year, of the year, what's been your assessment and what you look um, forward to as the finance minister appears in parliament tomorrow? My co-panelists and those who are yet to join, good evening to your cherished viewers. Um, I think um, it's media review, but it looks as though it's a substantive budget. It's because of the expectations. It's because of what the economy is going through. It's because there's 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 reasonable um, demand that government has to respond, and therefore the media. Budget review. It looks as though it's, 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 it's a substantive budget presentation, and therefore stakeholders want some revisions, want some changes. Um, also, because of um, the level of um, suffering, um, this level of suffering doesn't discriminate. Um, the country is going through acute economic crisis. That doesn't spare anyone, regardless of your political affiliation. It doesn't spare households or individuals. It doesn't spare businesses. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even spare Bank of Ghana itself. Let me put it that way. Right. And, uh, and, and you understand why I'm saying so, because if you look at the annual report of mm. the central bank, right, you see the impact of the domestic debt exchange on the balance sheet of Bank of Ghana, mm -hmm. that tells you that this is a crisis of a proportion probably we haven't seen in our life, mm -hmm. right? Okay, and the impact is pervasive. Okay, so if you see the IMF-supported program and you look at the level of austerity, fiscal adjustment, utility adjustment, uh, reforms that we have to go through, and you put that within a certain global perspective, there is practically no country on the face of the earth right now that is taking their citizens through something like this. Wow. It doesn't matter that COVID is uh, it's a pandemic, 
it doesn't matter that Russia, Ukraine, the impact is pervasive. Okay, so if you check and, and, across... Sorry house, to, and sorry to cutting on that point, for, but for, for someone who'd say, well, you're just hyping martyrs, you're, you're putting them at the extreme, what figures or perhaps paints that sense of a picture to us as to what exactly is happening to the average Ghanaian? So if you, if you pick the, the balance sheet of the average Ghanaian, <laughs> they practically don't have any cushion. Um, a conservative simulation that the World Bank did, they are looking at numbers in excess of 800,000 people, Ghanaians, who have been pushed into poverty. If you look at the data also from Ghana Statistical Service, it tells you the number of people who are unemployed, who are, and, and who are also food insecure, and they're multidimensionally poor. If you pick that data and then you look at it even across the middle class in terms of what the domestic debt testing has done. So I'm just giving you a certain picture mm, mm. and it's also the reality. Right. And, and the reason why the media budget review, there is that level of expectation. Now, you will soon see, I'm sure in the course of the week, there will be a, a bit more discussion on what the DDE and the acute economic crisis has done to the central bank, actually mm. the bank of last resort, right. that has its total abilities exceeding total assets. Mm. That essentially tells you that the bank of last resort is actually in need of a bailout, maybe from a government that is already in a bailout arrangement with the IMF. Right. So all of this, the earlier we all come to terms with the reality and rally everyone behind so that whatever recovery we are painting mm -hmm. that we are looking to have and and i believe that ghana will bounce back i'm i'm, I'm highly confident mm. that ghana will bounce back the recovery may be slow and painful but it's also very important that we understand mm. that this is the reality we have to go through some painful process in order to come out of this and that is the only way out because we don't have any other country other than other than maybe what, what we have right now so that is where i'm coming from so certainly um um we and and as you rightly said is the first major presentation mm -hmm. after the imf program was approved yeah to that extent we we the, the expectation that we want to see to what extent government policies fiscal monetary mm -hmm. from the central bank align well with the 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 tenants of the IMF supported program. Of yeah. course, when the budget was presented in November last year, we knew that it had the blessings of the IMF because by then, government had gone far with the IMF in terms of the program negotiation and all of that. So probably the, the 2023 budget will reflect the broad fiscal framework with the IMF. Of right. course, the details and the rest of them will come later. Yeah. But it's also important because if you look at the IMF program, um, the program targets, the first major review that will happen in November this year has June end date. So we've gone past June, and therefore some level of update mm. in terms of whether we are on track with the IMF-supported program 
will be very needful and the market is highly expected i see and since you're talking about the market so there are so many players in that sector doc just hold on for us because uh, there's a lot more to unpack in terms of the diagnosis what else the finance minister could be considering at this point uh, but dr joseph obeng is still with us in studio so let's get their expectations as well because doc i clearly recall you issued a statement when we were heading for this imf program in fact your group was skeptical about this whole arrangement has anything changed for, for the group so far? Yeah, it's very important yeah. to know that the private sector is supposed to be the engine of growth. Uh, but we are not growing as expected. If that is so, then the economy will also not grow. I think we have to understand that. Right. We have to recognize the fact that vibrant private sector drives every economy in the world. And so it is very important um, to create the enabling environment for we to achieve this growth that we so seek. And that is the problem of Ghanaian businesses and even the larger economy. And so it is um, what we are expecting is that um, the private sector needs a space to grow. But, but when you say that, government will come out to you and say, we've provided you know, the, the enabling environment. So, so what else are you asking for? What is it? Right. If you know um, the government's own principle mm. that we, we should move from taxation to, to production, production. Yes. and then now we are being overtaxed, cost of doing business is, is, is too um, many. Mm. And we cannot even contain them. And so if government itself knows this, and for, it is for this reason that 2017, mm-hmm. they removed what they call the nuisance taxes. Right. And now the nuisance taxes are coming in different forms and shapes, including the COVID levy. It should be out of the table. We don't need it. COVID-19 came to solve a problem, mm-hmm. and we, um, we, we were talked to and we accepted because we all wanted to manage the COVID pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so once it is not there, mm-hmm. I mean, it is only right that we take it out of the table. Mm-hmm. We also have um, um, a special import levy that came um, um, as a result that the previous government needed um, some push, yeah. and that we also accepted that after the sunset, they pro- brought some sunset clauses. Right. And so, if this thing goes on, it means that we are not going to have confidence in leadership mm. when they come and um, appeal for some of these. Do, do I get the clear impression that from the start of the year to where we are now, things don't seem to be going on well with, with the business community? No, especially in the last quarter of 2022. Last few months, I've seen businesses going uh, uh, suffering too much. We are actually suffocating. Um, if you look at the last quarter of 2022, that's where the HN rate, the depreciation of the city, uh, reached its um, peak of about 15.5. We started the year with about 6.4. And so most of our capitals um, got depleted about 50%, over 50%. And, and so most businesses' um, inability even to import the volumes um, that we used to import. That's why even 
um, um, the pot is dry. Because first, if you're able to bring your capital is for $100,000 mm-hmm. and it has been depleted by 50%, now you are only able to change by virtue of the depreciation only 50000 So can you bring the same quantity of goods? No. And I think as we speak now, it's just about eleven. Yes, and that's what I was coming um, to talk about. But whatever gain Mm -hmm. that the seeming um, um, uh, the the city is gaining um, is being overtaken by the taxes and then other costs of doing business. Mm. And that's why we are not getting the effect. You know, even our inflation... Mm -hmm. The inflation that we experienced about 53% was tied up to the exchange rate, the depreciation of last year. And so if the exchange rate is being stabilized, then it is um, expected that inflation will follow suit. Why is inflation not coming down? Inflation is not coming down because uh, even um, um, Bank of Ghana keep on increasing the monetary policy rate, which is not the solution. Because it also goes and compounds the cost of doing business, which have been the problem of this inflation that we are uh, suffering because it's an accumulation of cost. Right. So all that we are saying is that we should be able, the expectation of businesses is that we seek the reduction of taxes and then pruning down cost of doing business so that we become competitive. I hope that my question is not belated, but uh, we heard from, and, and that's been confirmed by our parliamentary correspondent, that over the week, no, that was on Friday. The finance minister at least engaged the minority side of the house. You are key players in the industry. Were you given the opportunity at least just to get some feedback through to government yeah. before the presentation? Um, the finance and, and minister, what were some of the issues? The finance minister also engaged with, with this. Okay. On, I think on uh, last Thursday or Friday. Thursday. Okay. Right. And then we, we uh, 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 sent all our petitions. Uh, don't forget that the joint. Um, Private uh, uh, John Consultative Forum, for which yeah, I'm the coordinator, right. uh, we have made press conference like we are talking about, and then we didn't have the opportunity to have stakeholder engagement, and we've been talking. It, it was a source of worrying to us, and then the, the minister have promised that we are he, they are engage. going to engage, re-engage us, yeah. and that we are um, this uh, media budget is just a supplementary. A budget they are, and so they are going to engage it, and most of our issues is going to be taken care of at the mainstream budget in okay. November. So it doesn't look like everything will be tackled. Yeah, but I, I think all that they are thinking about is um, how to sustain um, um, the economy, the uh, um, the currency, mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. And so, if they're able to stabilize. The system. Uh, the system. Then, of course, uh, they also look at. Uh, okay, but, but given this, you know, fiscal space, the, the very tight one that the government is dealing with, what at least, you know, what, what's the least that you're on the lookout for to say, oh, even if we don't get everything, this will do for us? Oh, uh, we, we need an entrenched um, stability. Mm-hmm. That one is good for every business. All right. So the, the, you, you told me the dollar is about 11 cities. If you're able to get it for a longer time, that's how business right. operates. When it's stable. If it is stable, right. then of course. And if other costs is not piling up on us, that's why we are always talking about um, the cost of doing business. The inflation that we are experiencing is not good for businesses. Right. Business does not thrive on inflation. Mm. 
and and uh, 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 because it also pushes the interest rate that we are paying them interest rate is about 35 percent right. for businesses and then and the SM rate, if it is not stable. Mm. So if the SM rate is stable, then uh, we are expecting that inflation should also follow suit, and then we can okay. start having the space if um, 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 the taxes are also uh, pruned down. Right. We'll look at the taxes in detail, uh, but, but Professor Bokpin, what options are available to the finance minister now as you speak? We've heard from the business community. Uh, I'm most concerned about taxes, but in lieu of that, if they don't get it, at least they want stability uh, in the economy. What's your projection, first of all, looking at how the CD is gaining marginally? Does it look like, you know, from the research you're doing, things will be a bit stable going forward? I think that we have seen the, the IMF effects. Right? And also, since the program approval, and then, of course, the first two weeks around the program approval, we saw how the CD gain recovered part of it logically strongly but of course we knew that we could not sustain that uh, uh, trajectory and therefore the honeymoon around the program uh, decelerated the day but of course um the last two months or so we've seen that level of stability of course it's still very high if you look at where the the city moved from yeah beginning of 2022 mm -hmm. to, to 11.5, we could see that that jump is very high, right? And, and therefore, that tells you the impacts. Um, I, I also agree with Dr. Bin that the whole thing is sustainability, predictability. Mm -hmm. Every business, is not only businesses, everyone prefers relative stability, right? So it's also good for planning. And therefore, we need to build on that. But, but do, do you really feel that the finance minister has an opportunity to, to make any significant or drastic change? Are we, you know, policy management? Policy management is all about that. It's about managing the delicate balance between fiscal consolidation and then also goods. In the immediate, depending on the mix, and then also the pace, the fiscal consolidation could impose immediate costs. And now, and because of the the level of crisis, we chose a pace that is to fast track the adjustment. Mm -hmm. We call that one front loading, right? And then also the mix, we chose both revenue and then expenditure, but it's heavily revenue. If you have a fiscal consolidation strategy that is predominantly revenue-based, what that tells you is that it has implication for households and private sector. And that is where Dr. Bain is coming from. Mm. So the fiscal consolidation, that's why we said, I said, about managing the delicate balance between expenditure cuts that free up space so you don't burden households and private sector disproportionately. That, that is what every country is going through. Right. To the extent that the strength of your economy is linked to the strength of your private sector. So, so if your private sector is complaining, yeah. business confidence from the private sector is low, 
they are not going to expand. They are not committing to expansion, capital investment. It tells you that in the medium to the long term, you are undermining the sustainability of whatever recovery you seek to, to make today. And that has been Ghana's problem. It's not only this government. Look, if you look at the data since 1992, uh -huh. Ghana hasn't moved essentially beyond macroeconomic stability. With, with, with our ones, ours has been one of relative macroeconomic stability and then instability in between. Meanwhile, macroeconomic stability is not an end in itself. It's only a means to an end. It only becomes sustainable if we can build on that towards greater economic transformations and inclusive productivity growth. That would have to come from private sector, and we don't have that now. That, that is a problem. Now, because government wants to restore macroeconomic stability, this is coming at a cost, and we are not managing it well. Mm. So at the end of the day, if you put the balance sheet on the table, we are saying that which part of expenditure can we cut, which will enable us to reach the same goal mm -hmm. as imposing more taxes? Government has to make that hard choice. So, so what you mean to say is that, that in all consideration, top focus or priority should be about cutting expenditure. What exactly would that deal, uh, deal with? What problem would, would that deal with? So if you look at the IMF-supported program, the fiscal adjustment is contributing about 5% of GDP to, towards our debt sustainability. That 5%, 3% of that is coming from revenue enhancement. Only 2% is coming from expenditure. What that tells you is that on our, in our journey towards debt sustainability, the fiscal consolidation, revenue enhancement will contribute more than 50%. Mm. The, the important question you need to ask yourself is, where would the revenue come from? It's going to come from households. It's going to come from you and I. Mm -hmm. It's going to come from private sector. And that is why you see the, the layers of taxes, right? So, and you look at it. Since COVID came, the, the, level, the number of taxes Ghana has introduced, COVID-19. Mm -hmm. And how many countries in Africa have done that? Okay, we want to immortalize, immortalize COVID, mm -hmm. right? right? Then we have introduced E-Levy. Okay, we have also increased the, the standard VAT rate from 12.5% to 15%, actually. Mm -hmm. We only had that scope to increase the VAT rate simply because we decided to treat the street, straight levies as not VAT. When in all circumstances and application, it's, it meets all the requirements of VAT. Okay, but since you're bringing all of them up, uh, COVID-19... E-Levy, uh, and then the, the, the revised VAT. Ca can we consolidate at, at this point? Is that the optimum way to go? Because Dr. Albin was just talking about how the business co community is increasingly getting yes, worried yes. about these yes, figures. it's possible. Mm -hmm. It's possible. So one of the things that government doesn't have to wait to November to do will be to match, to match the standard VAT rate with the street levies and peg it at below 18%. Okay. Will we, achieve now, the same, will we achieve the same effect of revenue? 
it's, it's going to have implication for revenue. Mm -hmm. The next important thing would be that, that revenue gap, yeah. how do we close it? Can we close it through administrative and compliance? It's possible. Because if you look at our VAT efficiency, mm -hmm. okay, where it is just around 45%, mm -hmm. it tells you that there is scope to generate more VAT revenue through compliance and administrative reforms than through increasing the rate. Then again, when you pick the corporate tax rate, the inefficiency in that tax handle is more than 55%. What that tells you is that we could generate more corporate tax revenue without burdening the faithful few. And GRE is already doing something in that area, mm -hmm. and that is the support they will need from government in terms of the EVAT and the rest of them. If we are able to digitize our revenue compliance channels and, and remove the human interference mm -hmm. interface, which also enables corruption mm -hmm. and the rest of them, chances are that the state at the end of the day okay. will be better off and would also preserve space for the private sector to grow mm. and create employment. I see. That I, is the way you look at it. Right, but, but Prof, if, if that, that's to, to happen in terms of compliance, the, the business community will not be left out. You're asking for, you know, some relief in terms of taxation. But some of, your, some of the members of your community do not comply, you agree? No. Uh, the compliance is because there's no fairness. Fairness then or the, effectiveness, the task, which the, is the, which? The fairness, effectiveness, <laughs> right. and efficiency we that we, 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 we've been saying this. Mm -hmm. And we, in fact, when we engage um, GRE, this all that we, uh, we, we talk about, mm -hmm. when we met with the finance minister, we also said that, that we do not need new taxes. Mm -hmm. The old taxes that we have, if we adopt pragmatic and effective ways of collection, mm -hmm. the system um, itself... Mm -hmm. And if it is affordable and simplified, yeah. then it will ensure compliance. Okay, but we have, you heard from Prof. Prof's con concern is definitely there'll, there'll be a little shortfall. So we need to enforce, we need an effective mechanism to check that. How, how do we go about it? No, the, 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 the VAT, yes. the VAT okay, right, as it's structured yes. mm -hmm. is not helping compliance. And even in the market, mm -hmm. people want to uh, pay the VAT. It's a consumption task. Okay. Not that. But there's no policy that is forcing the consumer mm -hmm. to collect the, uh, the VAT. I will, I will think that you, mm -hmm. if I ask you, the last time you collected VAT from uh, Makola, you will say, <laughs> you, most people, and it's consumption, mm -hmm. but when you go to the market, yeah. the people rather the seller, because he has already registered for VAT, and he has they feel they are okay. Mm. Then they no, yeah. they they use their own money okay. to go and pay yeah. at the end of the day. Where it is a, a, a consumption tax? Where is the fairness? And then also one tax system yeah. has three um, uh, ways Means of collection. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, the the standard rate, the uh, flat rate, and then. Um, and then those who have not registered mm. and who do not mm. register and charge but, the but don't you see the bigger danger here? If we consolidate all of this, it may trigger even higher figures, right? No. I mean, all that businesses seek yeah. is parity and fairness. Mm -hmm. If there's equity, everybody, every business will thrive. Mm -hmm. And then if um, we are using um, a VAT as an a, a effective way of enhancing on our revenue, mm -hmm. then of course, one thing that we have to recognize is that it's not a task for the 
the the one who has registered but for consumption it's for the consumer mm -hmm. so how are we not uh, putting some compulsion on the part of the uh, consumer to collect this vat so we have to restructure the whole vast system mm -hmm. if if we are able to even structure it well mm -hmm. vat alone can make ghana very rich because there's a, a whole lot of people who are not captured mm -hmm. into the net you recall that recently they brought um, um, a compliance mm -hmm. system yeah. called upfront tax, mm -hmm. and people have started registering. So these are the innovative ways mm -hmm. to do that. I've been telling you, compliance of um, um, tax, tax compliance, mm -hmm. is not magical. Mm -hmm. It's only affordable and simplicity um, to make people adopt. You say that uh, the um, Ghana's tax to GDP. Mm -hmm. Is higher than, uh, is uh, less yeah, than, yeah. lower than mm -hmm. the rest no, of the West Africa. South West Africa. Africa. Because, I, I about gold because gold. our taxes, yeah. the tax that we pay here mm -hmm. is too much and people do not um, comply. But, but, the, but the average are, is so low, you agree. The, I, 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 that's what I want to take your thoughts it, on. Because there's no compliance. And, and then our neighboring countries, mm -hmm. the number of taxes that we pay here, that's not what they are paying. Um, VAT ours is um, 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 a complex and higher than our neighbors. Mm -hmm. If you go to port, the cost items at the port numbers about twenty. When um, the transport minister uh, took us to do um, 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 uh, 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 to evaluate other yeah. ports and all that, others were the highest others are going is about ten task components or uh, cost components at the port. And so how do you... Um, um, so so you don't agree with that notion? That so it's compliance. Still, I mean, we're still compliance paying. Compliance is the key. Mm -hmm. So let's simplify the tax system. Mm -hmm. Let's also make it affordable. Let's spread the But the tax challenge net. here is that we're not able to get more people into the tax net. So why not deal with the figure? No, you know, just increase it a bit. And, why are you and not get, getting get the people? And get, and get because revenue. DRA says that effectively about 830 million mm -hmm. people have the capacity to pay the taxes and they are not paying. So you have to adopt um, a, a prudent ways of uh, bringing them in. Mm -hmm. And also... We, we, tried, we tried at least with the e-levy. You, you, you saw what happened. So let, let, me, let, me, let me give you a simple mm -hmm. example. Yes. You know the construction in Ghana mm -hmm. is very uh, uh, big. If yeah. you talk about construction yes. and the amount of money is involved in construction, the people who are doing real estate... Um, uh, uh, the foreign direct investors, mm -hmm. government projects, and right. all that. Those people who are key in that industry, not, uh, most of them do not pay. You feel that waivers are too the, 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 No. Mm -hmm. The electrician okay. who comes to your uh, house to fix uh, or build your house, mm -hmm. the plumber, mm -hmm. the painter, mm -hmm. uh, uh, the, the, the POP guy, and all that. These are huge sums. If, if the construction, you, you in the private sector make too much profits. That that's the argument. No, I what I'm saying is that we bring other the, no, 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 no. And the fact that they, what, what they, we have to do is end, that end make sure that we, we 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 have to build task maps. Right. I wonder whether we even have this task map mm -hmm. to know that this area is paying, this area is not paying. Right. We have to cutter all these people mm -hmm. into the the net. And that's why I've given you a, a clue as to how we can bring... And do, uh, that uh, uh, construction industry mm -hmm. even employs a huge chunk of uh, people. How are we doing to... But, but I was bringing you back to the e-levy because it was part of the justification from government that, well, everybody at least uses that, that service. Uh -huh. that, that, you know where we, we, we failed? Because I said that let, let's 
uh, uh, reach out to many people, but we have to make it affordable. It has to be touch should be uh, uh, touch shouldn't be something that looks like punitive. Touch shouldn't be like something like a, a punishment. So if you make it um, negligible and the person um, uh, voluntarily pay, mm-hmm. it enhances on your compliance. That's what I'm trying to say. So uh, tax, in order to achieve your task, is compliance and nothing else. So you can stand one place and pile up the taxes, and if the person does not comply, yeah. they comply. How do you get it? So that, uh, we have to ensure mm-hmm. that we have compliance tools. Mm. And that we are even talking with DRE, and then the, the, by restructuring the VAT is very important. Uh, Professor Bokin, do, do you agree with this? Uh, the need to widen the tax net, at least government has made that argument, that we're, we're not even paying much. Not many people are paying, by the way. Yeah, but it's also not true that Ghana is in this situation because our tax to GDP ratio is very good. It's not true. I'm telling you, it's not true. Let government come and prove it. Exactly. It's not true. There are other countries with similar tax-to-GDP ratio and have better and quality development outcome than what Ghana has. That's the data. It is a lie for anybody to think that Ghana is in this situation because our tax-to-GDP ratio is low. That's not true. Look, if you do the modeling, you realize that the tax-to-GDP ratio Ghana has had in the last 15 years, the development outcome we should have, we are suboptimal in that point. And that's, you, you and that's based on? The re- it's simply because mm-hmm. there's too much corruption. Exactly. If you, look, let me tell you something. We are talking about realistic pricing, utility. Which model can you use to do realistic pricing in Ghana when you have the level of inefficiency in generation, transmission, and distribution? When politicians, through inefficiency, largely inefficiency, look at, look at the independent power to, to, uh, purchase agreement we have signed mm-hmm. and look at the discussions the country has gone through mm-hmm. in the last six, eight years. Tell me, with that level of inefficiency, what mm-hmm. kind of pricing can solve that problem without burdening Ghanaians, private sector, and households? So, what I'm saying is that, in as much as there is room for us to generate a lot more revenue, it should not be taken that that is the only solution. And that we must equally pay particular attention about the lifestyle of the average Ghanaian politician. Right? The governance cost, the corruption, the inefficiency in our public investment management process, procurement infractions, and the corruption in all of that across. Look, there's, with this level of corruption, look, mm. conservative estimates is that the country loses not less than $3 billion annually through corruption. But, but the understanding, too, is that we're all feeling the effect. We're in this together, isn't it? Are some feeling better? So, so the bedroom economy is not the same. So we are not feeling the effect the same way. I see. <laughs> I'm sure you understand what I'm talking about. Okay. 
So the impact is not the same. Just as, look, we can say inflation is very high. But as we have all gathered together here, we carry different inflation rates. Because your inflation is a reflection of your consumption pattern. Okay? But also, you see that, so when we talk about corruption, we talk about poverty, it doesn't mean everybody is poor. There's concentration of wealth in the hands of very few people to the detriment of the majority. Mm. Okay, so we need to create a fair society, a just society, because that is a society that is sustainable. So, blessing, all the point that I'm saying is yeah. that we need to adopt a two-prone approach of efficiency, important expenditure cuts, that must go along with revenue enhancement. Other than that, with this level of corruption, size of government, when we talk about size of government, it's not just ministers alone. You are looking at it across ministries, department agencies, and state-owned enterprises. You check, since 1992, you will see that increasingly, size of government keeps increasing every year, every year. Meanwhile, the productivity effect of that probably is zero. And once that keeps increasing, that is encumbering fiscal space, which is rather needed to be created in order to stimulate growth, mm. create the enabling environment for private sector to grow. And now because government, and look, it's not just the last uh, 20 years, since independence, the whole system has just been designed to make government comfortable at the expense of households and private sector. That's all. Okay. And, and, and that system doesn't make government responsible. We can say this because it cuts across regimes. And so it doesn't matter your political affiliation. This is Ghana. And, 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 and it's not sustainable. We can have IMF program maybe on a weekly basis, but if we don't come together and solve the governance failures, it, 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 will, not, it will not change the dynamic. Ever since because the announcement of this uh, IMF program, do, do, do you even see that posture from policymakers, the fact that at least we're willing to cut back? Hmm. I don't see that much. Because if, if, if government was going to signal that, we should have seen that in the IMF program. Because government preached one thing, that they were cutting on allowance, they were cutting on this, but it's not in the program. It's not in the program. It's not costed. It's not in the program. If you see the planned expenditure cut under the program, you will see CAPEX. Meanwhile, this country needs to spend a little bit more in the area of capital expenditure. We need roads. We need quality infrastructure, both economic and social infrastructure. We need that. That is what we are cutting. And we are hoping that the fiscal savings from there will be 0.9%. But we don't need that. I think we need, we need to strike a good balance between governance costs and freeing up space mm. for growth enhancing mm. spending. Ghana needs to take that right. decision quite quickly because our problem is largely governance. Mm. And it's the governance failures that manifest explicitly in economic mismanagement, corruption, and all of that. So if the problem is right. largely governance, the solution has reflects in. Mm. Uh, Doc, when you were engaging the finance minister last week, did you raise that concern about the yeah. need for even our leadership to also share in, this, yes. in the bed? Yeah, well, when we have this opportunity, this is the uh, uh, platform to also let them know our frustration. Right. How are we 
Why are we being overburdened with taxes? We are being overburdened with taxes because of over-expenditure. It's as simple as that. God, if the expenditure is high, you have to go and find the resources to, to, make, up uh, uh, to make up. And so it's very important that we have to uh, look at our uh, expenditure pattern. It's not happiness. Government should set its priorities right. And then we have to set apart our uh, party manifestos um, uh, as against the priorities of a state. Mm-hmm. Now, what, 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 what purpose does it serve mm-hmm. for us to continue to pay nurses allowances and all that? It doesn't serve any cause. Not even that advanced nations are continuing to do that. Uh, you feel you're sweating and someone is enjoying it? Yeah, but, but no, if we have, mm-hmm. and we have to do it, yeah. but if you don't have, you don't have to do certain things that will create problem for um, um, the generality of the economy. And that's what I'm talking about. Even aside that, a lack of um, uh, uh, value for money. Right. I'm expecting that as the finance minister is going to read the budget, there should be a page that will also um, talk about how they are going to ensure value for money. Uh, Pro- Professor Opin was talking about procurement and um, the lapses there and, the and all that. Yeah. So if you bring all this money and then uh, one contract, one person gets about 20 million. And it's so common that the people, they oh, get several million and get 30 million dollars. Means that we did not do the necessary due diligences mm. to ensure value for money. If you continue to do that, what are we doing to ourselves? Then we continue to, because uh, we want to be self-sufficient. And all the policies that we have outlined in terms of uh, transitions that we have learned is killing the initiative of the government itself, the 1D1F. Mm-hmm. Because what, what purpose does it serve if your produce of uh, 1D1F uh, cannot be sold to the, uh, even the Ghanaian market? It cannot even be sold outside uh, to... You know, um, last week we yeah. visited uh, one of the uh, manufacturing companies. Mm-hmm. Now... We are endorsing the manufacturing mm-hmm. um, um, companies and their products. And we went to one of, of, of the companies, Avinash. They, they produce oil, but now they cannot compete, uh, compete with the oil that is being produced in Togo. What, what's accounting for that? Man? Because of cost of doing business. That of Ghana is very high, mm-hmm. and that of Togo is very low. Uh, ask yourself, why is it that uh, most of your sisters. I know in your house um, you have some of your sisters going to Togo to buy um, goods all the time. Mm. The goods that they are going to buy, most of them are not even manufactured in Togo. It's uh, uh, imported. The same as we also import. But when they import and bring it, they are the, able the, the to sell down, too cheap, right. cheaper than what we do. And they are, now it has stricken down to their manufacturing companies. Mm. That's what the, uh, this oil company was talking, uh, they said that it, they used to employ 1,000 uh, workers. Now it has reduced to 200 so, because so of this competition from our neighbor. Because right. they, they buy all this oil from and that corridor. Yeah. And then, uh, so these are the, some of the things that we have. So if you say that put down um, uh, a transition and then expand the task net, mm-hmm. that is the wisest thing that we have to do. And then we have to adopt prudence. On our expenditure. If you do not do that, 
It means that uh, uh, there's nothing that we can do because we still have to go and look for the taxes, and then it will also cripple the growth of your industries. Okay. I, I want us to talk about um, s some of the policy measures that, that you know, we could consider. I, 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 I don't know if the finance minister will, would announce any major ones for tomorrow, but uh, a key aspect has got to do with our energy sector. And, and that also will definitely affect the, the business community. Uh, it's something you've been looking at, the tariffs and how they are going up. Some say, that, that, let's review all of these power arrangements the way they are. You know, they, they don't seem to be working in our favor. They are prudent. There should be prudence in political decisions. We are, we are at this stage where we cannot even um, pay for power and all that. Because if you listen to the argument that goes on with some of the views and all that and all that, it's, for, it's not for me to come and tell somebody that they, they should... Um, uh, let, let, let's, let's be serious in this country mm. and then hold our leadership accountable for some of this mess that we, we have to contend with. Mm. To destroy now, electricity bill have gone up the last two quarters over 50%. And it also trickled down into a cost. You know. So your profit margin is even gone? Everything is gone. And then it's also not helping even the inflation that we talk about. <laughs> you know, normally they say inflation, um, we have the, uh, the one in the domestic, mm -hmm. that's the food basket and all that. Now, there's no distinction between that and the imported one. Because the thin line is, uh, because most of the things that we use to, uh, produce uh, for, for farm the pesticides, weedicides, and all are all important. We don't use the holes again, right. and so um, um, we are not uh, try, uh, getting out of this mess because of the accumulation of taxes, the costs, and all that. And that we know that we have to um, get taxes, but we do not do it balance, overly mm. to cripple mm. uh, the, the people, especially the people who right. have the capacity mm. to pay, are the same people who have been identified and these taxes are piling up, up on, on them, them instead of spreading. <laughs> and, and Prof, the, the energy sector issues are, are very key uh, because from what we're getting from even the World Bank, the, the need for an audit and the fact that we're not even paying... Uh, what we're supposed to pay. That, that will be the next controversial aspect because business will come at government if we're to allow that free flow of the tariffs. Um, then we're also grappling with the take or pay with the IPPs. How, how do we deal with that? Because that will come up strongly. Yes, yeah, certainly. And the IMF program has flagged that. If you check the 2023 budget, unlike earlier years, we now have a expenditure line item called other expenditure. If you open that up, you will see the, our indebtedness to, in the energy sector. Okay. And the plan is that we don't need to accumulate new areas. We have to find a way of adjusting the existing uh, uh, areas through mm -hmm. the system. That is certainly unbearable. Okay. If you look at maybe investment in that sector, which ordinarily should reduce the inefficiencies. Partly, maybe we can look at that from maybe generation losses. Every country has some, it's very difficult to reach 100% in terms of efficiency, right? So a certain level of inefficiency, perhaps we can tolerate that. Beyond a certain point, it's difficult to price with that level of inefficiency. 
So if you look at our generation losses, transmission losses, distribution losses, it's just too high. Uh, would you expect a statement? That... Would you expect a statement from the finance minister on that? Because uh, till now, we're not clear if government intends to to go that hard on the auditing before you know the arrest is cleared. And mind you, j just at the end of this month as well, there's another bill piling up from the IPPs, uh, averaging some two hundred thousand yes. plus. So it's shooting up our figures. How do we? Are you expecting a statement from the finance minister on that? Yes, we, we expect something from there because one of the structural benchmarks mm -hmm. under the IMF supported program is a strategy with respect to the energy sector. Okay, that would have to go through cabinet and all of that. The end date for that one was June. And therefore, we expect that there will be some pronouncement in that area in terms of how this will be dealt with. But, but whether we like it or not, the energy sector is a black hole in our financial space. So we'll pay right? more? If you look at the plan utility <laughs> adjustment under the program, mm -hmm. I think I think we 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 will we will not be fair to ourselves to think that don't scare, uh, don't scare us, please don't don't scare us. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to pay I, more I think, you're telling us. I think that if unless we improve significantly in terms of the inefficiencies in that area and the rest of them, I'm I'm expecting that uh, uh, there will be an, an upward adjust, adjustment mm. as, as, as we, we, we go deeper into the implementation of the IMF supported program. Remember that uh, other, other factors also come into play, right? Um, probably the generation capacity in that area is in cities. The servicing obligation to the IPPs are in dollars or in foreign exchange. And therefore, the stability of the currency itself mm. also plays a role. Otherwise, you can keep increasing the utility prices, you collect them in CDs, but then the depreciation actually wipes out all the adjustment yeah. before it reaches the IPPs and all of that. So you are looking at the whole management of all of this, mm. and then also you link that also to other critical sectors. But I think uh, Dr. Bean mentioned something. You know, the, the state feels that once you're able to generate more revenue, it doesn't matter the approach the tax handle, we are okay. Mm -hmm. No. You see the, the impact of the trade corridor from Togo. Mm -hmm. okay. You see a lot of our ladies go to Togo to yeah. import. Do Basically some trading from there. Yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, these things are not manufactured, manufactured. in Togo. They are manufactured outside. They import them to Togo. Yeah. But because of taxes are low and all of that, they are able to import it to Togo package it in Togo, maybe a little value addition, export it to Ghana, and it's cheaper than what the average Ghanaian business person will produce here. Look, let me give you an example. You import something through Ghana, and you see the layers of taxes. Okay? Any agency, government institution, just wake up. They, they put some margin in there. Right. They put some margin in there. They put some margin in there. You import something, and you see the taxes. When you go to a VAT-rated shop today mm -hmm. and you buy something, you will see that the spaces that tax handles take on the receipts is longer than the item you bought itself. Mm -hmm. You will see VAT. Right. You will see COVID-19 health. Mm -hmm. You will see this. You will see get fund. You will see this. Why? There's no briefing space. Okay. You cannot but, but, but in all of this, yeah. out of poverty. We cannot. So yeah. I think it's not only just that. We should look at our port tax system also. 
Okay, given that 70% of business input cost is imported, if you have those layers of taxes at the production level, actually it's pre-production level, mm. if you pass through your production process, I see. then it will increase your cost. Okay, I, and I it want will us make to do uncompetitive. Yeah, let's do with this uh, very finally. Uh, the, the next tranche of the um, IMF bailout, 600 uh, million, I understand yeah. we've, we've taken receipt of. Uh, the next will be another 600, which will at least yeah. um, solve yes, part of the challenge December, we're looking at. November uh, ending or so. <laughs> are we positive, looking at how we've fared so far? I, I think that the next major review will be somewhere in November, mm. and probably they will be looking at the, the June, June date structural benchmarks, and then also September, and the rest of them. Given that government wants to send a right signal to the investor community, mm. government will work largely in line with the, right. with the timeline for this year. Mm. And therefore, most likely, if you, you see, and it, it will not be strange, it, it's not peculiar to the government. Mm. The 16th IMF program, there were a lot of waivers and modifications. Okay, so they passed us. Okay. Sometimes not that we passed, but mm. they passed us. Okay. okay, so that we could, we could get the track. So I'm very hopeful. <laughs> that the next tranche would come. But probably uh, the last quarter of 2024, because the election peaks around that time, there is risk. Mm. And it will not be peculiar to only this government. Yeah. We saw that also during the 2016 election mm. and the, that last quarter program review. What Maybe a challenge. Uh, but we hope for the best, uh, hoping the government will pass this test this time around. Professor Bokwin, thank you for spending some time with us here on the probe. And uh, as we wrap up, Dr. Obin, um, there's one issue I need to pick your thoughts on, even as you make your final comments about uh, some of the developments in Niger, for instance. Uh, there's a coup d'etat that we know that will bring onions into you know, the country. You, you've been monitoring the situation as well. Uh, some of your traders go there um, for, for trading activities. You're worried as a group? Yeah, um, but... Um this agricultural produce, mm, mm. if we do our things right, something um, like onion shouldn't be imported to country. We have large arable uh, land, land yeah. um, to cultivate. So I don't want to mm. even have any uh, mercy for anybody. We, we should, if, <laughs> you yes, feel it's our problem? No. If you think that is going to create a problem, the land is there. Let's fund the, um, um, the resources to give to our farmers to just speed up and it will be, it will be, oh yeah, but, talk but, to them so that let they, me tell you, most of our traders, yes. the traders that mm -hmm. we think that we are nuisance, mm -hmm. you know that most are doing uh, the farming season, mm -hmm. if they are um, yam um, uh, uh, sellers, if they are tomato sellers mm -hmm. and all that, you know most of them offload um, the um, um, resources to this people they buy the goods from. Are you aware of that? Really? Yes. Because the person will farm and then um, he, she will be the person to buy. And then you take the money that he gave um, uh, advance mm. to, to the person. Right. So we are very positive. Much as we are trading, we are also supporting um, the, um, uh, the, the local productivity of uh, 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 food items. Right. And uh, they do that. You, you see, mm. most of the things that we, we sell even Extortively high. When the farmer produces tomato, he is crying that by evening, if it is not purchased by S, it will go waste. And so he is offloading the risk to Jesus. S. And you think that we have gone to buy cheaper from. 
Let me talk something about the IMF. Yes, very quickly. The, the, yeah. the info, Briefly, the money that we are expecting, the second tranche, mm -hmm. it's not about the money coming in. It's about how we are going to consume the money. Mm. Yeah? We don't even, um, we are not looking the way of the service industry. Most of them are not being... Um, Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll continue the conversation okay. definitely. We've run out of time, but, but Dr. Obeng, it's, okay. it's been such a pleasure having okay. you in studio. So grateful that you've been able to join us. Uh, Dr. Joseph Obeng is the president uh, for the Ghana Union, uh, uh, Ghana Union of Trade Association. Uh, thank you so much for sp spending some time with us. And also to Professor uh, Bokin for doing the discussion. This has been the probe with me, bless us. Uh, until then, uh, as we await the address from the finance minister, just log on to myjoyonline.com. So many stories for, for you to catch up on. We'll see you again. Bye-bye.